everyone. Welcome to our podcast, which is called The Framework Case Notes for an Abundant Life. My name is Camille Obergfell, and with me is my co-host and loving husband, Andrew Obergfell. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Camille. It's good to be with you, and it's good to be with I you guys. I hope it's good to be with the you. The reason that together. Camille sounds agitated is because <laughs> this is our first podcast, and we've just been arguing for the last 15 minutes about how to get this going because... It's something that we're both new to, but uh, that's why Camille came on aggressive. But I promise you, <laughs> she's not that aggressive in real life once you get to know her. Speaking of getting to know me, since this is our first episode, we wanted to share a bit about who we are and why we're doing this podcast. So to start off, uh, we are married and we've been married for three years. Is it three years? Has it been that long? Good, good. Yes, it's been three years. <laughs> um, we're both attorneys. We met in law school and we live in the New York metropolitan area. And one of the things I think I've noticed growing up here in this pretty urban area is that there seems to be a lack of God, I think, emphasized in our communities, um, especially in our profession and also just our peers. I'm noticing that millennials and those thereafter, there seems to be a disparity in terms of emphasis of God in their life. And sometimes the people that do go to church just go to church out of habit or because their parents have always taken them to church. So one of the reasons why we decided to start this podcast is because we found a deep relationship with Christ together when we got married. And it, it's been a journey, and I've been a born-again Christian, I think, longer than Andrew has. So it's been something that's important to me, and I think the Holy Spirit has really moved us to provide a platform to discuss God's Word in a more contemporary and modern way. Yeah, I, I mean, what Camille said is right, and that is that, you know, we're not anyone in particular. We're not pastors. We're not priests. We, we live normal lives. We have the same day-to-day as many of you have you know we go to work we have our family obligations you know we're not living in a way that's removed from society just two people who are interested in this study interested in this subject matter and not just as a matter of academic interest but have really applied the principles that are found in the word of god to some degree of success in our lives and you know we're we're anxious to share some of those things with you for the purpose of improving your life right that's why we call it case notes for an abundant life because camille if you agree i think a lot of the word of god is giving us principles stories to help us understand things that can make our lives more complete more full and more happy on a day-to-day basis right and the the title of this podcast really comes from john 10 10 right which says i have come that they might may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That has been a scripture that we have held dear because I think there's some narrative there that to be with Christ you need to suffer or you know God wants us to live in a way where we just need to be always be miserable and suffer. I mean that might be the narrative of the world but it should not be the narrative of a Christian. And I heard an analogy when you have uh, money in the bank right and it's like an overwhelming amount in your checking account but you just don't know how to use your debit card and you don't know how to access that money that's sort of like what it is to have the word free and available to everyone and yet so few people seem to tap into the kingdom of god and to tap into the manifestations of the promises of god for us in the real world like how do we get 
these awesome promises that God has for us to manifest in the physical. And it's not something that Andrew and I are perfect in. Certainly we have our trials and certainly our faith is uh, something that's also growing and progressing day by day. We're not at all perfect and we don't claim to be. But we wanted to start a conversation and learn with you what it is God is trying to tell us through his word. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, starting at John 10.10, 10, I think, is a, a really good place to start. Jesus says, this is one of the Gospels, this is the Gospel of John, but Jesus says, I have come that they may have life, right? Who is they? They is us, right? It's the people living in the present day who are followers of Christ. And through Christ, we are able to have life, right? So one of the things we're going to address, and, and as we go through this podcast, one of the guiding principles is going to be, you know, what does it mean to have life? And not only that, but what does it mean for that life to be abundant, complete, full, which is all of the great promises, like you said, that are, are contained throughout the scripture from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The overriding theme is that God has a plan for our life, which is good, which is to prosper us, which is to, uh, you know, to give us a purpose and to make our lives full and complete. And, you know, the reality is, is that in these days, many people are missing that for some reason or another. And, you know, to, to some extent, we all are, regardless of how much success we've had in our lives. I think we can all get a little bit better and we can learn more and more to bring us closer to that mark of having that full abundance, which I think is promised to us. That's right. And the way we want to structure this or the way, at least I think the Holy Spirit is leading us to structure this is we called it case notes for an abundant life. And that word case notes is something that we learn when we are in law school. So for those of you have, who have not been to law school or don't um, know much about the legal profession, one of the things or the main thing that lawyers do is we read the law and we read cases, right? And a lot of the times cases are, are framed with there's a story of all the facts that happen in the case and then the court has a, a ruling based on what they think, how to resolve a dispute, right? So why, why would a case go before a court? It's because you have two parties that are in dispute over something. It could be a criminal thing. It could be a civil thing like a contract issue. But at the end of the day, there's a dispute before a tribunal, before a court. And when we were in law school, what we had to do was synthesize these opinions by these judges that were sometimes really voluminous. I mean, I'm talking, you know, dozens and dozens, sometimes, you know, even close to 100 pages of opinion about a case. And one of the things that, that was offered, they would offer these case notes. And the case notes would synthesize opinion that's 50 pages into maybe five pages. And it would just give you like enough to understand what is the framework? What is guiding um, the court to rule in a certain way? And Andrew and I thought it was really helpful because you can almost visualize it. You can visualize where a case begins and how to get to a resolution of a dispute by just framing out the different aspects of a topic. And in a way, like with, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, obviously, and, and with instruction from the leaders of the churches that we've been to, we have been finding that the Bible is similar and that there are guiding principles and you can frame them out. And in some ways, a lot of the stories of in the Bible um, are different cases. 
different cases about people's lives and there's a there's a lesson to be learned in each case absolutely and i think that's that's a really good way to put it and you know what the word of god you know the, the bible is of course for us right god knows what his word is but we have these stories in writing in tangible form so we can kind of give shape to who is god what is he what are his principles how does he operate right and since we as we'll learn you know god is the foundation of all things right everything operates according to those principles and once you begin to understand those principles and you can apply sets of facts to those principles just like camille said in terms of the um you know to the case notes you can then use those principles almost as a compass in your life by which to make decisions by which to contemplate and think about things and as you begin to go further and further the holy spirit of course will work with you to reveal those principles to you and make it even more and more solid in your life so as you progress you know you know from the beginning to the end yeah and so the way we are thinking about framing the podcasts and the episodes is to provide a series on particular topics in the word and distilling them out so we can kind of see okay this is what the word says this is what it was meant back then because it's important to know the context and this is what it means for us today and the meaning doesn't change it's just for us to understand how can we take this message from god and apply it in our lives Uh, one of the things i noticed as a christian myself and also just observing christians around me is you know you have those that hear the word but just don't see the word being manifested in their life and I think the goal for any person who has a relationship with God is, you know, what's the point of having the relationship if it's not going to be real for you in the physical? Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a lot of what our mission is here, um, you know, because not only do we want to just go to heaven at the end of our lives, but we want our lives to be full, to have joy, to have happiness. And, you know, we want to live in a way that is, is, you know, is, is pleasing and is also pleasing to God, most importantly. But, you know, and I think one way to even look at this and, and, you know, using metaphors, of course, is, you know, even if you think about like a gym, right, when you were talk about the word, um, you know, not not being understood or, or, or falling in a way that is not useful to someone's life, right? We know that the machines, the treadmills, the things at the gym, they work for getting you in shape, right? There's some people at the gym who are in fantastic shape, some people in the gym who are not in good shape. And if the things, the machines the at the gym are used incorrectly, you won't get the result that you otherwise could have gotten. But that doesn't mean that the machine is not effective for its purpose. The machine is effective, it's just that it's not being used or applied in the right mechanism. So once you begin to frame these concepts and be able to use them to your advantage, in your life rather than them just being something foreign from your day-to-day life i think that's when your life really begins to take shape and to to begin to transform yeah i like the gym analogy a lot because another aspect you know kind of jumping off of that is that if you haven't gone to the gym a lot and trust me i've done a lot of start overs i'm i'm nowhere near the the athlete when it comes to working out but Every time I do restart and join a gym or join a fitness class, the first thing that everyone says to me is you have to learn the basics, right? Even even as simple as, it, as running, right, on a treadmill or outside, you have to learn first how to walk and jog 
before you can do, you know, a 5K. And I think that's similar to the word. How can you understand really deep concepts of God if we don't understand the basics? Like, who is God? Who are we? Who are we in Christ? What are the things that God has said about us? Everyone talks about God's will, but what is God's will for you, for me? What is God's will for his, his sons and daughters in Christ? I think those are basics that oftentimes I, I find either I forget myself and I need reminding or a lot of people in the Christian community don't even know really. And that's part of the frameworking. We talked about how these things interrelate, but you need to know what the basics are first before you can framework it out to the whole picture. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, you need to know if you don't have the foundation, you can never build the house. And I think there's not a lot of emphasis, even in a lot of contemporary teaching about talking about, you know, who is God? What are the principles how by which he functions? What is our role vis-a-vis God? What is our connection to God? Right. It's it's not just, you know, someone who, you know, uh, a particular person who is close to God or or and not you, you know, everyone can have a relationship with God and not more importantly, you know, we can learn these foundations, these bedrocks that are in the word of God and we can use them to once we understand, OK, these are the principles. This is who God is. Then the relationship be- can become deeper and deeper as we go on. Yeah. Constantly go back to you as we talk through this first episode is relationship with God. We're not asking anyone listening in to change their church or to change religion. I think it's important to um, establish early on that Drew and I attend a church. We've attended, um, I think, one or two other church prior. And in no way, shape, or form is this podcast sponsored by our church or sponsored by some larger ministry. This was literally a pure uh, desire that I believe the Holy Spirit put in our hearts to put together. And it's because what we have seen is that, yes, it is very important to go to church because that's where you get the teaching from the leaders of the church, which is important. And that's where you get fellowship. That's absolutely 100%. And it's a source of the word of God. That's a place to get it. But church is one time a week. You know, if you even go, some people don't even go every week. What's what's every day and what's every second is your relationship with Christ. And that is built on not just a once a week, one hour thing that is built on in every minute, every second, every day. I mean, uh, we've been we've married like three going on three years. I don't even. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, going on four. We were married in 2017. It's what? Not 20... We're married? Well, <laughs> um, but, you know, I did not know Andrew the same way I do today than I did on our wedding day or than, than I did the first time he took me out to dinner. And it was only through spending more time with him, hearing what he had to say, hearing what his intentions were, his desires, that I really understand who Andrew was. And I think that's the same for God. How can you really know who God is and how how can you have faith in God if you don't have a strong relationship with him? And, you know, similar to how if I only saw my husband for an hour every week <laughs> for the last three years, I doubt that I would have as a strong relationship with him as I do spending most of my days with him, especially now during COVID times. But um, I think it's an apt analogy that, 
it's no different than having a relationship with your own father or your spouse, spending that kind of time and, and quality time with God. Right. And, and I think, you know, the, the bottom line is that the having this relationship, cultivating this relationship and, 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 you know, it's, it's for the good. You know, I think in a lot of, especially in contemporary culture, you know, especially in America or in certain parts of America, you know, it's the, there's a, an idea that, you know, okay, well, if I have to adhere to a religion, I have to adhere to these things, which are not beneficial to me, or, you know, will cause me to deprive myself of certain things. And that, that's true to an extent. But more importantly, it's the recognition that when I live in accordance with these principles, and I realize what God has planned for my life and what my purpose is, what you step into, even if the world doesn't quite under, understand it, what you actually step into is a more full and more abundant life and more happiness than you thought that you would have had otherwise. Uh, so I think it's important to note that it's it's not something you're undertaking that's not for your own good. All of this is for, it's for us and it's for our own good. And we found that, I think, firsthand. Yes, I think that part of the reason why, why I think the Lord has called us to do this now is because... This past year, I have just, I don't know about you, but I have just seen and heard fear in the news, in our communities. I've seen an attack on our church, on our faith. I'm seeing our country just getting torn apart, and I see the enemy. As a Christian, it's disheartening, and we're, we're a young couple. You know, we're in our 30s. And what I'm finding, at least, especially because we live in the Northeast, is that there is just such a lack of God in our schools, in our in society, in the media. And I think that, you know, it is getting more modern, right? Like, we are on our phones all the time. We are getting our information from Apple and from Google and from Instagram and from Twitter. And there's just not enough Christians out there, you know, combating or opposing the negativity that's being promulgated to so many people and to so many young people. Um, and I, you know, I'm grateful that I found the Lord when I was 15. I'm grateful I found a husband that is on the same page with me when it comes to being one with Christ. But I fear that that's a minority now in society. And it, it, it really just burns inside me that... Um, there isn't a place for the modern day Christian. And I'm not, you know, I, God is always the same, but what seems to be changing is man. Uh, and we are just heading towards a direction where I feel like if people don't start now rising up to express the good news of Christ and to um, fight for our faith, I'm afraid that we're really gonna lose it and I'm afraid of what's gonna happen for our kids. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a good point. And, you know, I think the number one thing, it, it starts with you, right? It starts with each specific individual. You have to be able to change your own life before you can change an external circumstance. I, I firmly believe that, you know, and I think what this, what we're going to try to do is try to, you know, frame these things for you so you can begin to see a change in your own life and then seeing that change through your own life, you know, help to become a change in other people's lives as well. Yeah. And the topics we're going to cover apart from the basics, obviously, is we also want to emphasize, um, like I said before, how do we manifest all of these teachings in the physical? And one of the things that Andrew and I um, talk about is even finances, health, 
uh, career decisions. I think sometimes many churches focus on, you know, the word and what the word says and, and talks about it and not really in a concrete way on how it manifests into like your checking account or how it manifests into the diet that you have. Or The reality is God isn't just available to you in only one aspect of your life. Like if you're struggling with a marital situation with your spouse, God is just not there for that and not going, not needed in your finances. I think the right. point of an abundant life is abundance in all categories of life. Right. And I think that's something that you and I have always been um, a firm believer of. Absolutely. And, and it raises an important point in terms of framing what, what this podcast is. You know, this this is not a podcast that's just about doctrine or about preaching and sermons. I mean, yes, understanding the word is important. Understanding the principles are important. And we are going to cover that. But also an important part about this is also ca- tackling practical situations, pra- our day-to-day how we manage our finances. You know, how do Christians manage their finance or how should they? How do Christians manage their health? How do Christians manage relationships, right? And these are really the big things that make up the vast majority of our lives. But, you know, in order to get to that granular point, you do have to understand what some of the overarching rules are, which brings us back to the case and those concepts, right? When, when you're applying individual facts, you have to be applying those individual facts to something. And that something is not, the, it, I don't want to use the word law, it, it would be law in law school, but in this case, we're talking about the principles or the, of God and, you know, understanding what's in his word as it relates to the particular thing that you're going through. Thanks, Andrew. And that wraps up the first episode of The Framework, Case Notes for an Abundant Life. Catch us next time for episode two, where we discuss the war between the spirit and the flesh. In the meantime, please follow this podcast and follow us on Instagram at The Framework Podcast. And remember, you are meant not just to have life, but to have it in abundance.